welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. Happy Monday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com, where you can, you can do everything out there from the, the news to disturb the, the, the comfortable, you know, and all of you out there that are already, you know, how do I say it? Well, maybe you're a little too comfortable. We'll disturb you out there as well. 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. Wealth insurance. The physical delivery of gold and silver. And uh, I will say it is car auction season. I was actually out. I have, you know what, I got to tell you, I've never been. And uh, to... To Barrett Jackson, Barrett Jackson going on uh, here in Scottsdale and not too far from my house, and I, I've never been. So yesterday, my wife, myself, my son, my our youngest son, and his girlfriend, we went because it was uh, we had a, a a free pass, and then uh, the 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 two kids were able to get in for twenty bucks a piece. Right, that that was the student price. Right, an adult was twenty five. There's, and they weren't actually auctioning cars yet. You know, this was just just to get in and walk around. Right, the, that was the price of admission. Uh, and, and I I was just thinking about, you know what? If you want to overpay for something, that's where you go. Right, and uh, I'll just say this: what what is the saying? Uh, a fool and his money are soon parted. For those of you out there, and I know more and more people, and it's true, more and more people understand that they better get some gold. Right? And, and really, when you talk about being diversified, if your portfolio doesn't have physical gold, and notice I didn't say paper gold, no, you do not have gold exposure if you have paper gold. You buy some form of a gold ETF. You buy a mining index fund. You don't have access to gold. That is a debt market. You have access to lending your money to somebody in the gold market. You don't actually have gold. And I know these these paper guys try to convince you that you do. You don't. But more and more people understand, okay, we got a little bit of a problem. You know, the, the national debt's $22 trillion. That That's one thing. Social Security already broke. That's another thing. Unfunded liabilities. Guess what? The chicken is coming home to roost, my friend. Just go look at all the states. Losing all the population. Illinois, New York, California, New Jersey, right? What do they all have in common? Lots and lots of that. Matter of fact, California today, teachers are walking out of the classroom. In L.A., the second largest school district. Uh, the the teachers want a six and a half percent pay.
pay raise, and they want it retroactive to 2017. Again, right, nobody's making more money. And once again, just like the strike we had here, they got their way here, right? And I'm not, listen, everybody's underpaid. Why? Because the central bank has made the money dang near worthless. You don't believe me? Go to Bear Jackson. <laughs> Shows you how worthless the money really is. And uh, one of our competitors, I wouldn't even call him a competitor, one of the guys that you see on TV was there. And this is why I said a fool and his money are soon parted. I know just because people are on TV does not mean they're credible. And I will tell you this. I went into their little... They're they the ones that have the, the vault on the television. I saw the vault. You know what the vault is? Piece of cardboard. It was that Bear Jackson. <laughs> saw it. Looked great. Go check out our office in Colorado. You'll see a real vault there. But I walked in there because there there were some people in there. They had this gorgeous display cases, two of them. I don't know if they they were display cases. They weren't gorgeous. But inside the display cases, they had gold and silver laid out. Looked nice. 98% of it that was laid out there was slabbed bullion. So I asked the guy, hey, how much is that slabbed gold eagle? He proceeded to tell me it was only $1,900. I forget the change. It could have been $1,950, $1,975. My ears hurt so bad, I had to stop listening. This is what they do. Here at Patriot, we don't do that kind of stuff. I I will tell you that the markup on a $1,900 slab gold eagle, I mean, if you want to give away, you know what, $600 of it, then I guess it's worth it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We're going to be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. 800-951-0592. I'll just say this. You know, the the whole slab bullion thing really, really chaps my hide a little bit. For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, I'll, I'll be brief with it. I, I promise I will. But the, the modern issue goal was never used as money, right? So people didn't carry it around in their pocket. They didn't slap it down at the hardware store or the grocery store, right? That's not how it was used. Every gold eagle ever minted by the U.S. Mint, they come out in really only two grades. MS-69 or MS-70, period. That's all. They're all pretty much. By the way, so the grading scale is 60 to 70. 70 is perfect. 69, I don't even know what makes the 69 versus 70. I couldn't tell you. But some guy under a microscope, uh, and, you know, because you get charged 
eight, ten bucks to slab a coin. We'll tell you. And the they they act like see the older gold, like the pre thirty three gold was money. So yes, there are coins in various conditions. And none of them are mint state seventy, by the way, right? You know, maybe there may be a, a, a six, some sixty seven, and an occasional maybe a sixty eight out there. And they got transported in bags, you know, those big burlap bags, and and pretty much most of them on a horse drawn wagon. <laughs> they were bouncing around. But 19, and like I said, I wish I could have remembered the rest of it. It was actually a lot closer to two grand. I just know that. You know, you buy a gold eagle, you know, for like $1,430. That's okay. Today, we've got U.S. $10 liberties, the actual old ones on sale today. They're at $695. It's even better. You know, and I was trying to think of what the premium would be on on what that is. And so they, they essentially were going to take almost $2,000 of your money and give you back something that uh, is worth, you know, 1300 and, you know, Ish dollars. If I, it, it, I'll say this. Here's what I'm going to do. I will keep an eye out, and I always do at least once a year, sometimes two or three times a year. I will run slab gold for you guys, and you, and you'll be playing. You'll pay a lot less than that, right? You're talking about you'd be paying somewhere about fourteen hundred bucks versus two grand. Or you can buy from the TV. I don't care. It's up to you. It's your money. 800-951-0592. I've been promising to get to New York. Today I'm going to do it. The, the, The mayor of New York, and this is, here's the way, you know, the real war that's being waged here in America. It's not about Trump. It's not about the Russian. It's not about Syria. It's really even not about a trade war. This is a battle between going to full-blown socialism and capitalism. And socialism is winning. The reason they're winning is because the central banks are in the pocket of the people that want socialism. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, by the way, also announced, uh, in addition to what I'm going to read you today, that the, the money that the wealthy has, right, it's in the wrong hands. It needs to be redistributed. See, redistributed is a fancy word for saying... I want to take it from people that have had success and give it to somebody else. 
founding fathers be damned. We don't want less government. We want more. He announced plans last Tuesday to provide guaranteed health care for all New Yorkers, including illegal immigrants. That's right. Come on down. I don't know how this happened, but yet here it is, right? Because people have the illusion that we're, that we're wealthy. We're not. We're not. We're wealthy in debt. We have unfunded liabilities of $122 trillion. If you took all the money out of every bank account in the United States, you'd still be about $110 trillion short. He said... Regardless of the ability to pay or immigration status, we are going to give guaranteed health care to all New Yorkers. And he said the price tag was $100 million. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if that was true, I'd be like, you know what, I'd actually be okay with it. All right, $100 million. Here's where that problem falls on. This is what is incredible about all of this. We need to guarantee health care for all New Yorkers. It is as simple as that. No one should have to live in fear, he said. No one should go without health care they need. Health care is a human right. Didn't know that. In this city, we're going to make that a reality. Yes! People start clapping. Yeah! And you know what? Again, this is the central bank's fault. Why is it that people can't afford health care? Right? Again, we're not fighting the right fight. We're saying the word guarantee because we can make it happen. Because of the great professionals you see behind me here at the hospital, we can make this happen. According to the mayor's website, it will be the largest, most comprehensive plan in the nation to guarantee health care for every New Yorker. Now, obviously, the ones that have it, you don't get it, right? You have insurance, you're covered. 600,000 New Yorkers don't have health insurance. And this is kind of where the whole thing kind of falls apart. I mean, $100 million... That's a lot of money. I mean, it's not as much as, like, the, the Powerball. <laughs> did that thing get to a billion? I think it did. But you got $100 million, but yet you need that to last for 600,000 people. You know what that is per person? It's only 
only a hundred and sixty six dollars. <laughs> I got I gotta let my mayor know. Hey mayor, we got a little problem here. See here I'll use me as the example. I pay for my own health care. I've got a wife, I got two kids. I've got emergency type insurance. In other words, I gotta pay the first ten grand. My payment is seven hundred dollars a month. You're setting aside a hundred and sixty six dollars and slapping the word guarantee on it, right? That's not even that doesn't even pay for one trip to the doctor. I mean, it may pay a copay, but the doctor, when you go to the doctor, that's probably what it costs, right? And I'm talking for the sniffle. Hey, I got a sniffle. Let me go to the doctor. And you pay your $35 copay or whatever it is. The doctor probably bills the insurance company 150 bucks. Absolute nonsense. And this is the problem. We don't want to deal with reality. We want to pretend that we're wealthy. We want to act like we're wealthy. But the realities are we aren't. And the funny thing is, is this is the struggle that's going on. More, and I get it. More and more people need help to get by. They just do. Because everything costs a, a fortune. So just to go into Barrett Jackson and walk around is $25. 20 if you're a student. Just to walk around. Right, every car there. I mean, let's say I don't even want to. I don't even know, you know, what they're all worth. Every car is seemingly worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Cars that used to cost three grand, right? And how did all of that happen? And and you're sitting there and you're hearing about teachers walking out now in L.A. They want a six and a half percent pay increase. And I'm not even saying, listen, everybody's underpaid. We're walking on the wrong place. How about this one? Because there's no inflation, right? I keep telling you, right? They keep saying that. This this was out over the weekend. And I'm waiting. Sorry about the Internet's a little slow today. It's Monday. Even the Internet's slow on Monday. It's getting more expensive to eat out. Of course, more and more people having to eat out, right, because both parents are working. Full-service restaurants facing higher labor and food costs raised prices the most in more than seven years in December, according to the Labor Department. (laughs) Well... You know, minimum wage keeps going up. The cost of stuff keeps going up. Grocery cost, they're saying that grocery costs rose at a slower pace. 
that could push more U.S. consumers to eat at home. Olive Garden, Longhorn Steakhouse, and, and others say that they have continued to widen the, the prices pretty aggressively, and it's becoming a problem. Rising restaurant costs, another headwinds for Americans. Hey, did you gas prices finally fell here? Took forever. I saw uh, 251 a gallon here. They said that full-service restaurants raised prices, uh, of course, I don't know how this, a half of a percent in December. That's after the Federal Reserve and the Labor Department get and sanitized it all. That was a half a percent from the prior month. So, you know, you do the math, that's 6%. About the same amount of money the California teachers want to make. But don't worry, the CPI only went up two-tenths of a percent, so it's fine. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, presenting a daily conservative pro-family perspective since 1983 and continuing the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. President Trump rightly rebuked Chief Justice John Roberts for criticizing his factual statements about Obama judges consistently ruling against the Trump administration. Liberals are gaming the court system by running to activist judges in San Francisco, Hawaii, and Maryland to obstruct the will of the people who elected Trump. John Roberts is not the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court or even the Chief Justice of all federal courts. His office is the Chief Justice of the United States, which means he should be acting on behalf of all three branches of government and not provincially defending lower court judges against justified criticism from the president. As pointed out by Senator Chuck Grassley, Republican of Iowa, the former chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, who was wonderful in confirming Trump's nominees, Chief Justice Roberts was completely silent after the unjustified tongue-lashing given by then-President Obama against Supreme Court justices during the 2010 State of the Union Address. The double standard in denouncing Trump now is striking. President Trump was correct in saying that Obama-appointed judges have been unfair in issuing numerous sweeping rulings against the Trump agenda, which has necessitated quickly running those decisions up on appeal. Senseless delays and increased taxpayer expense have resulted from Roberts' own failure to rein in the rampant judicial activism among certain lower courts, which he could curb. Trump responded to Roberts via tweet. Sorry, Chief Justice John Roberts, but you do indeed have Obama judges, and they have a much different point of view than the people who are charged with the safety of our country. Indeed, nearly all of the high-profile injunctions against Trump have been by Obama judges. San Francisco is nowhere near the southern border, and there is no valid reason why liberal lawsuits against Trump's immigration policies are repeatedly filed there. The apparent motivation is this. 11 out of the 14 active judges in that federal district court were appointed by Obama. Chief Justice Roberts should check with his fellow Supreme Court justices about how abusive these nationwide injunctions have been. Justice Clarence Thomas persuasively opposed these nationwide injunctions in an opinion that Roberts should have written or at least joined. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you like what you see at the Trump White House? Will President Trump continue to advance conservative ideals? 
at phyllisschlafly.com, you gain complete access to Phyllis Schlafly Eagles news updates and commentaries and can track our work on Capitol Hill. Go online often to phyllisschlafly.com. And thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Backwards, use words. Just to give you the latest, uh, Chico, you shop there, ladies. 250 more locations going to close. Jimboree. If you got kids, little ones, and you like shopping at Jimboree, you better hurry up. All 900 remaining locations uh, expected to close. Uh, and again, get ready. I've already told you, Goldman Sachs lowering profits again for 2019. They're down to 3% now. Uh, 85% reduction in corporate profits coming. Of course, now again, that sounds like a lot. Let's be fair. The tax cut thing made them uh, have these oversized profits. So uh, they were going to come down to earth to begin with. But uh, most people were thinking maybe 50%. Now it's uh, 85 how about this, though? This Every time I see this, I get very angry. This is the, you want to know about criminality. This is it. In its preliminary report, the Federal Reserve for 2018 announced the following. Okay, so we obviously, you know, we just finished 2018. They handed over $65 billion to the U.S. Treasury in 2018. This was the quote-unquote the profit, i.e. the interest that they made on the bonds that they didn't roll over. Now, pay no attention that they created the money out of thin air to buy these uh, products. So how they can have a profit on, on something they didn't actually really truly have the money to buy. But this is how the Ponzi scheme worked. Now that's down 20%, by the way, from the year before. Every time the Fed raises rates, right, they, the remittance to the government becomes less. Part of the reason why the deficit is rising. This one's just a small part of that. This one only cost it, you know, uh, another... $20 billion or so. Maybe it was $18 billion or so. Now, by the way, the peak remittance was $117 billion in 2015. So you can see how quickly this has shrunk. Right? We went from $117 billion, we're down to $65 billion, and every year it becomes less. And then here's the, the sad part is right around when the the biggest crush, remember uh, 2022, right, the big wave of boomers starts hitting, that number's going to go negative on the Federal Reserve. But that's a different show. That's not what upsets me the most. It should, but it doesn't. After covering all of its operating expenses, interest expense and other items, it is required to remit the rest of the quote-unquote money to the Treasury Department. Therefore, the amount of interest expense the Fed pays the banks on their excess reserves and required reserves comes out of the taxpayer pocket. 
In other words, what they're trying to say is, legally, they're supposed to say, turn over, after you pay for yourself, right? So Jay Powell gets his, his money, all the Fed governors get their money, they pay for all their employees. At least I think they do. They may not even pay for the employees, I don't know. But after their expenses, they're supposed to turn over what's left to the taxpayer. Give it back to the government. But because the central bank gets to make their own rules, they said, you know, yeah, why give it all back to the taxpayer? The Fed reported income of $112 billion. This is the amount they received from their holdings of treasuries and they also have mortgage debt and all that. But the problem is the Fed doesn't give it all to the taxpayer. There's a $38.5 billion difference after they cover their expenses and the $65 billion they gave the Treasury. $38 billion. Where did it go? Who got it? This is what the Federal Reserve paid U.S. and foreign banks in the United States on the excess reserves and required reserves on deposit at the Fed. They actually paid the bank not to loan money. Right? Well, by law, the banks have to keep like six cents on every dollar. Right? They got to have some money. They can loan out the rest of it. But you see, the central bank, when everything crashed, and in order to make the banks appear more profitable than what they really are, started paying them for these reserves. Now, they don't pay us. Well, they barely pay you. I guess if you shopped it around, but if you went to your regular bank and tried to get a CD, right, you're going to walk out of there real upset about what they want to pay you. Reserve requirements are the amounts that the bank has to keep on deposit, which is relatively small. You know what that amount is? Well, I'm going to tell you. It's $192 billion. That's it. Just think about all these banks. That's all. the. You know, when they sit there and they tell you how great these banks are and how much better shape they are, and don't worry about all the debt out there, the banks are so much better capitalized. That's it, $192 billion. How did they get $38 billion on $192? They said that the excess reserves that the bank voluntarily deposited, and then, of course, on top of that, the banks can put even more into the reserves to get the Fed to pay them. And that's exactly what the U.S. banks have been doing. They haven't been loaning it out. And my guess would be because, you know what, not enough people want to borrow it. 
But by leaving it at the the central bank, they get paid billions and billions of dollars. And so when you talk about how wealthy or how good these U.S. banks are, just know this. They've robbed us to make it appear that way. This year... They robbed us of $38 billion. Do the math. Adds up, doesn't it? I could give that free health there to New York with that $38 Take our radio news hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. Dow's down 100 That gold's up a couple bucks, $12.91. Uh, silver is, yeah, it's unchanged. Uh, $15.66. I'm going to lay it out for you really very simply. This is why you need to put it away. And I always say it, and I will continue to say, you do need to be diversified. But a lot more of that diversification needs to fall into gold and silver. I want you to just know this is a Ponzi scheme, and how do I know it? Well, first of all, why would you pay interest on something that was created out of thin air? Somehow, we decided, because of the tools, the quote-unquote toolkit, that the Federal Reserve can go to a keyboard create four trillion dollars worth of money this is again this is what we work so hard for this is your your federal reserve note and they buy debt from the banks why should they be allowed to buy debt from the banks obviously they shouldn't right why should they devalue our money and create trillions of dollars? It hurts us. What, to save their banker, buddy? And if the bank makes bad loans, they should go under. Period. But see, they built this whole house of cards. See, and this is, this is why, right? What happens with the house of cards? One of the, 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 the cards on the bottom starts to come loose, right? The whole thing, it only takes one. The whole thing falls down. See, too big to fail. That was the problem. All of these banks, just one of them goes, they all go. So they get, they create the money, which didn't exist. And then they say, we get interest on that now. And that's special. Then they take that interest. And they, quote-unquote, cover their expenses. Which, by the way, that was originally the intent. Hey, we're going to devalue it a little bit. But we're going we're gonna to have enough to pay for ourselves. Remember, the, the balance sheet used to be $700 billion. Because apparently that's what they needed to cover their costs. And they said, hey, if they ever go over, it was supposed to go back to the taxpayer. And 
instead we find out they're giving, really, when you think about it, a third, essentially, of that money is going back to the bank so they can pretend to have profit on money they didn't lend out. They're only supposed to keep $192 billion. Instead, they kept $1.5 trillion. <laughs> right. Think about it. Why? Because, hey, why risk it? The Fed's going to pay us more money anyway. The more money we have with them, the more we get back. So they're reporting fake profits on money created out of thin air that the Federal Reserve paid themselves with interest on and then, for, you know, all through essentially a bank ledger. Nothing actually traded hands. Just a journal entry. And this is what our economic system is based upon. We've got 30. I wish we had more men. Last week, what a great week. Thank you so much for all your support out there. This is, this is a one of those times where when you start reading the tea leaves and you start looking at just you know, you don't even have to look that far. How old are you now? Are you still going to be alive in 2025? That answer is yes. I hope you have some gold put away. I do. U.S. $10 liberties. And when I get off the air, if I haven't sold them out, I'll put them on the website. $695 a piece. I've only got 30 That's a $15 per coin savings at 800 951 Now, last week, we told you about the Bank of England. And they said the United States is losing its reserve status as the world's global currency. See, none of these other currencies had this status. You know, when we won World War II, we created Bretton Woods. Listen, these central bank guys are smart guys. They created Bretton Woods, which meant everybody had to own dollars. Well, Bretton Woods doesn't exist anymore. And now you can decide. You can have euros. You can have renminbi. You can have yen. You can have pound sterling. You can have U.S. dollars. You can have whatever you want in there. Gold. And they said that as the rest of the world's economies become bigger, they're going to demand a larger share of the global reserve currency. In other words, what the Bank of England said was the biggest countries get the biggest slice of the pie, and America's slice of the pie is already way too big. Well, I got an update on who the biggest countries are going to be. Final segment coming up. 
800-951-0592. U.S. $10 liberties. I don't know what you're waiting for. 695. And you better start getting ready. Right, we're getting ready. We know that electronic currency is coming. But before it does, this is the pattern it follows. Slowly, central banks stop selling gold. Slowly, central banks start buying gold. Right, we know that, right? We've seen that pattern, right? The buying just seems... Seems like it doesn't stop every year. It's a little more and a little more and a little more. Then central banks start diversifying themselves away from U.S. dollars. Go to the bond market auction. I don't even tell you because they're so bad. The 10-year auction Friday was horrendous. Right? They don't need it. They're buying other currency. The Bank of England said, just follow the money. That's what will tell you where it's going to be. The latest now, according to Standard Charter, China will surpass the United States next year as the largest economy in the world. Now, again, that's in dollar terms. They're already the largest. I, and I, know, I don't want to make people angry. But they use up more stuff and buy more stuff. Just they've got, you know, their their <laughs> their stuff costs less there. But they will pass the United States as the largest economy in the world. But it doesn't end there. In the next ten years, India will become the second largest economy in the world and the United States will fall to a very distant third and by very distant I'm talking about we will be half the size of China's economy and we'll be about two thirds the size of India's economy when I was telling you about uh, more and more people diversifying away from dollars last week, remember, and I told you, I was telling you what Russia did. But Russia, they're on the bad guy bus, right? I didn't know, you know, India apparently is uh, on the bad guy. I didn't even know that, but they've started buying oil in rupees. Yeah, they said, okay. You know, they buy a lot of oil from Iran, by the way, also on the bad guy bus. They just said, the heck with it. We won't even use the SWIFT system. We'll just use our own currency. By the way, uh, in, in 10 years' time, and really, I think somewhere around 20, like I said, are you going to be alive in 2025? Somewhere around 2025 or so, maybe 2026, India passes us. And we'll only be the third largest economy in the world. By the way, uh, after that, Indonesia, Turkey, Brazil, kind of all grouped together. Those three countries, by 2030, will have an economy bigger than ours if you combine the three together. Reserve currency getting ready to change, which means it's bad news for us. 
why my buddy Jeff Gunlotch keeps issuing huge warnings. U.S. $10 live, $6.95 at 800-951-0592. Take the Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow.